Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. October 16th, 2020. Jeremy, are you ready for a good time? I'm always ready for a good time on a season premiere good time. Season premiere good. I found it kind of confusing that WWE did this. They're like, season premiere of SmackDown tonight with a bunch of people who are going to be on Raw. But Raw's is next Monday. I just figured they would do clean slate next week and do the season premiere. Well, the next week the season premiere would have been on Fox Sports 1, so I that's don't a, think they yeah, want that. That's a good point. Yeah, by the way, next week SmackDown is on Fox Sports 1, is being preempted by baseball. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. It is our SmackDown post-show review. If you haven't been to the site this week, check it out. I got a Deanna Perrazzo interview. But leave a thumbs up on this video. If you're watching on YouTube.com slash Fightful, slap the select or the subscribe. You can slap the select too if you want to go subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. But tap that notifications bell. It helps us a lot. If you're watching after the fact, leave a comment. If you're watching during the fact, leave a super chat and get your question or statement read on the air. You better believe I'm going to remind you a few times during this show. Anakin JMT sends one and says, as Warren pointed out, last year's SmackDown season opener started with Becky Lynch, but this year had no women's matches. Yeah, I feel like there probably should have been a women's match on this show, but I feel like anything they could have possibly booked, they would not have done enough justice, but I think they should have showcased Bianca Belair on here. Not like this season premiere means a damn thing, Jeremy. Last year's season premiere also ended with Kane Velasquez, so I don't know how much weight you want to hold on last year's season. Uh, there should have been a women's match, but we we talked about it last week. The Raw women's roster is Sasha and Bayley. That feud's going to go yes. on until whatever backlash, and then they'll figure something out after that. Oh Daniel man! Bryan, Daniel Bryan put over Bianca Belair in the Riot Squad. We had a Bianca Belair yes. video package. Yeah, we, we, we got, got we got some, some mentions. Praise. We got some stuff. Yeah. Uh, Tim Traver says, "Check out Throwbacks Audio Podcast tomorrow at noon." That's right, Tim. Uh, one of the longtime supporters of Fightful will be over there. Speaking of Throwback, he sent a super chat and said, "Be safe, be happy, be merry. Life isn't always about goals; it's about the destination." Everyone remember to be cool with each other. Thank you, everyone, and thank you, Sean. We thank you, Throwback. Enjoy and, your weekend, Throwback. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Tim Traver says, I'll be on his show tomorrow. Can't wait. I can't wait to check it out. And Ray Callahan says, My first Super Chat got a student loan paid off, so I have some extra cash for you. 45 k down, 65 k to go. Damn, I'm sitting at like 70 personally. I think I'm 
<laughs> I think I'm at like 50. Oh boy. Uh, Nikita Krylov fan, who you know now, Jeremy. Yeah, now I know who Nikita Krylov You, you know what his is. advice to me always was with student loans? Quote, future problem, end quote. <laughs> it is very much not a future problem anymore. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's, it, it continues to be a future problem if you label it as a future yes. problem. So you've got to take care of a little bit of it in the present. The student loan payments that my, me, myself and my wife are about to make, like I've mentioned to you that like we're looking into buying a house. It's going to be like another year because of everything that's going on. The difference in like with, with our student loan makes is can we afford to buy a house versus how big of a house do we want to buy? Like, that's how much we owe in student loans. Like, if we didn't have that, we'd be like, what kind of mansion do we want to live in? Like, one of those. We would be living at Bly Manor, for the love of God. Uh, also, races. Uh, apologies for mixing up MLW and GCW. Yeah, I'll go ahead and plug that, guys. Uh, I am tentatively scheduled to speak to Brett Lauderdale, the owner of GCW. He and GCW have come under fire as... Really, since right after our, the Listen Your Boy wrapped, a lot of COVID tests have come back positive from the collective. Uh, now, it's funny because there was a disease specialist putting them over around then, and I mentioned that on the show, and I'm like, well, it didn't work out too well. I passed up going to the collective because I was concerned about this, and um, he said absolutely anything can be asked about. So that will either be tonight or Sunday. I'm going to stream it live when it happens. I don't usually do that with interviews. I think that because of the nature of this, I'm not going to uh I'm not going to put it on select first. It's just going to be on fightful.com. Uh, and Fuggy Smith says, "Did WWE sign Ben Carter?" Mira did a live chat today and was asked if he liked Ben and said it was too late because they lost him to the dark side. Uh, I reported on my Inside the Ropes podcast, Monday Night Live, with Kenny McIntosh this week, that NXT UK was trying to make a big play for Ben Carter. The article is now on Fightful.com. Uh, he has visa issues, Jeremy, so it's a lot of people are like, well, why didn't he just sign with AEW? It is definitely not that easy in a pandemic. I thought Darth Vader signed Ben Carter if he's going to the dark side. Yeah. I don't know why WWE is the dark side. I think people are just reading too much into Miro's comments. I think we're going to see Ben Carter on the Death Star for Star Wars episode. What are they at now? 11? 12? Hmm. Whatever episode they're at. I have no clue. I, I've only watched one Star Wars, and it's because Jimmy assigned it to me. What? Wait, you've only seen one Star Wars movie? Yes. So Jimmy's like, oh, you got to watch one. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'll watch the first one. And it bored me really bad. Not because it was a boring or a bad movie, but... That movie was largely like introducing you to everybody that was there. And I already knew who all those people were. Like, even though I've never watched Star Wars, I knew who all these people were. So it was kind of a waste of time. So I feel like I should probably watch the second one. Wait, when you say the first one, is that episode four or the episode first, one? The first one that was released ever. Okay, so, so episode four. Yeah, sure, that one. <laughs> You got to look, the Star Wars fans are going to be very mad at you if you don't clarify which episodes you're watching. Are you going to watch The Mandalorian with SmackDown star Sasha Banks? I will check out The Mandalorian. I will see how that works out. What What is everybody referring to about Colin Coward? Aaron Entertainment says, just why Colin Coward? Why? What did I miss? 
Uh, he was on the show and he like picked Braun Strowman to win. That's all I can remember from him. I mean, Callan Cowherd is like buried wrestling in the past and called all of us booger eaters and stuff. So yeah, he doesn't like wrestling. I know that much, but then they're associated with Fox now. So Fox pays them and says, Hey, talk about wrestling. And what's he going to do? Say no. Oh yeah. I remember doing that. I remember him smooching up to Charlotte flair after after like an appearance or something like that. Cause I mean, yeah, he's been the the typical guy. Oh, booger eaters. They're all booger eaters. And could you believe it? They eat their boogers. That's Colin coward. And then when, when Fox is courting WWE, Who's ringside in L.A.? Colin Coward. <laughs> well, Coward ain't turning down that money, pal. All right? No. I don't blame him either. He doesn't care. He's going to take all. that money. Not money sways all. opinions, Sean Rossaf. It does. It does. And and I, I, you know what? I get it. I get it. I'm completely for it. Um, that Fox money? You want to toss me some Fox money? I'll, I'll praise this SmackDown to death. Loved everything about it. You want to toss me some Fox money? I mean, that's been known to happen here lately. <laughs> so, so you just never know. Uh, but uh, we actually do have some more super chats. Uh, Evan Wright says, "Hope Ben Carter enjoys his early retirement plan." I don't quite understand that, but he gets to be home with his family. He gets to actually work and get paid. AEW wasn't allowed to pay him because of his visa status, and he got. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I think the retirement plan is just WWE's going to pay him a lot of money so he can retire earlier than elsewhere. Yeah. And Anakin JMT says, disappointed in both of you for Star Wars. It's just not not a big thing that... Wait, who said I didn't like Star Wars? I've seen all the films. I've seen some of the animated stuff. I've seen all the Mandalorian stuff. I like Star Wars. I'm not a super geek about it, but... I enjoy Star Wars. I've seen everything. When the newer ones came out around the turn of the century, like I tried to make myself a Star Wars fan, but I just didn't. And I think I feel like I watched one remastered in theaters with my cousin like 25 years ago or something like that. I watched Return of the Jedi remastered in theaters as a birthday party. That's what we did for the birthday. I don't know how I remember that, but I do. That sounds like a winner at least. <laughs> Well, and then we stayed up all night playing uh, WCW Nitro on PlayStation. Oh, man. So when that game came out, like, of course, we were all excited. Like, oh, super cool. It has everybody. And Thunder really had everybody. Yeah. But those were the most garbage games. They were so bad. Oh, my God. We're going to have to review those sometime. Like, it's so bad. So bad. We, when... we might be able to play them. At, at some point if i can i'm sure i can get that set up but yeah oh, we might yeah. be able to play them on stream we, i'm sure we will i mean it it's just it's just garbage uh music and moon salts actually that, that's about new day so we'll save it uh but evan wright said just wanted to note that AEW had more women's ma- matches on their show this week than smackdown blew my mind we didn't get one women's match all night Th- that's fair kind of but also they were setting the stage with that that contract signing this to me is the biggest program on the show, Sasha and Bailey. I know that Reigns and Jey Uso is right up there, but the fact that we're even that I that at least I'm even like, yeah, I think this one's bigger than this one, but they're both big is pretty promising, all things considered. I think Reigns and Uso is slightly bigger, but Sasha and Bailey, it's lost a little bit of steam past couple of weeks for me, but it's still it's still a big match, and that segment I thought was was good. I'm sure we'll get to it later. 
Now, when you say bigger, would you say that Reigns versus Uso is a little girthier? <laughs> it is. It is girthier. Yes. So, are you you just fascinated that Corey Graves like used the word girth? Well, uh, he did it during the Freak Lars Sullivan segment, right? Colt Bedeau says, and if you want to have somebody say Freak twenty two times to you, Blue Chew use that code Fightful, my friends. Um, yeah. Uh, during this Lars Sullivan, by the way, Triple the H and Steph- Triple H and Stephanie came out. They touted the roster. What did you think about this? They ran down the card. They everyone goes to Fightful. They knew it was on the show tonight. Like they didn't need Triple H and Stephanie telling them. So it's a season yeah, it premiere, a to, pal. <laughs> just a way to get them on the show. It was, it was whatever. <laughs> season premiere, pal. Well, uh, Lars runs off Sami Zayn later the freak on. Sullivan. Later on, uh, Sami gets pushed down by Otis, who has a great shirt, Body by Steak. I love it. Uh, but so so that's apparently a thing. And you mentioned on Twitter they're totally going to drop that Miz Morrison yeah. lawsuit. <laughs> I, Sammy mentioned it like real quickly, and then that was kind of it. They're just they're not going to do it. I mean, it got what pushed back last week, wasn't that the story? The I hope they at least say like, "Hey, we settled it out of court," so at least there's something to where they wrap it up. But I don't even expect that. I just think. They're just going to drop it and not mention it again. I want to see uh, Otis getting legal advice from Jeff Jarrett via the Thunderdome, <laughs> and only you and I and maybe Carlos will laugh, but at least we'll laugh because we know exactly what we're talking about and nobody yeah. else does. The five-year war with Anthem. Yes. Over, over Jeff del- Jarrett was in the Thunderdome tonight. Deleted master tapes. Uh, unreal. <laughs> unreal. That's what Jared should make a reference to that. I, I love this idea. I'm all for it. It's it's dumb enough that, of course, I love it. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Uh, those thumbs ups, they help a lot. Leave a comment after the show even. Tell us what your favorite part of the show was. But most importantly, share this on social media. Can't tell you how important that is to us. They called Lars Sullivan the freak 22 times in one TV segment and 16 were by Michael Cole. Why does this need to happen? This is what they always do. I I wrote this down in my notes um, before the horror show at Extreme Rules. It was never just Extreme Rules. It's always the horror show at Extreme Rules. And then even when they say Extreme Rules, like Michael Cole would correct Corey Graves and be like, the horror show at Extreme This is what they do. The freak Lars Sullivan. They, they've tagged this nickname on them. They're going to run it into the ground. This is this is what they love to do, Sean. So get get ready. I mentioned this last week when he returned. I just tweeted, like, does anyone know Lars Sullivan's nickname? Because they said it so many times, and they just they kept beating it into the ground here tonight. It is obscene, man. Like, it had to be, it had to be Cole-like ribbing at that point. <laughs> it had to be. Unreal. Uh, this match with Jeff Hardy, it was very... 1998-ish to me, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It was okay. Uh, Lars Sullivan caught him. The freak Lars Sullivan. Yeah, the freak Lars Sullivan <laughs> caught him, uh, he being Jeff Hardy pronouns pal, slammed Hardy on the, the apron, and he stopped a twist of fate, and Sullivan ended up getting up after another one and got the freak accident to win, and Hardy sold this very well. Like He, he did all he could here. This is just okay. 
it was it was there. I don't think the result was ever in any doubt. They're they're heavy on the freak Lars Sullivan. You know they're gonna they're gonna keep pushing them. It was because I guess uh, Jeff Hardy he got injured in that Lars Sullivan segment. However many years ago, it feels like five years ago yeah, at this right. point. And did they have a proper match after that? I'm not sure they did because so. by the time Hardy came back, Lars was injured or, or something. So this. There was some continuity there on this. It would have been nice. I don't think the announcers mentioned this. They were nah. too busy, you know, mentioning the freak Lars Sullivan. But yes. it would have been nice if that was mentioned on this. So there was some continuity there. Lars wins. I don't know what they're doing. Jeff is on Raw now, right? So he can he can lose this match and, and be fine. Every time they call him the freak, I think of Tim, Tim Lincecum. Do you remember him? Tim, yeah, I remember Tim Lincecum. Yeah, that was his nickname. Lincecum, his run. I mean, in almost a couple of years, I feel like, but what a great run that he had. He called, he called himself the Freaky Franchise in that one Sports <laughs> Center commercial. He was trying to think of his own nicknames. Oh, man. Well, uh, wait, wait, Jeremy, I've got information on another draft pick. Uh, oh, okay. All right, the pick is in. All right, all right. I have been notified that the blue brand has selected a rock-hard boner in the first round, and it could be yours, my friends. With BlueChew.com, when you use that code FIGHTFUL, everybody will be talking about your girth. They'll be talking about what kind of a freak you are, but it won't be a freak accident. Swanton right on your bed and give your limp dick a twist of fate, my friends. BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but it's chewable. It gets ready whenever you are, or it gets you ready whenever you're not. It's not always about needing or having a problem, so to speak. Sometimes you're on the shelf. Maybe you've been on the shelf for 15, 16 months like the freak. But sometimes you want to show people that you're the freak. Well, Blue Chew helps people know that you're the freak. Jeremy. Jeremy. Yes. Freak. <laughs> Does Blue Chew make you super freak? No. Does it make you Can't super freak? I believe freaky? they said that. Well. <laughs> when you use BlueChew.com, you'll be saying... What do the two nuts say to the face? I thought you were going to go five fingers to the dick or something right there. I did not know where you're going with that. <laughs> Prescribed online by Blue Chew affiliated physicians. I didn't have a follow up to the two nuts to the face. I mean, <laughs> hey, if you're doing the old Arabian goggles to somebody, be my guest. I'm not here to judge you. If you're doing the T bar, if you're doing. What is it, an alligator fuckhouse? That that ain't that ain't my business. That ain't my business. We'll talk more about that on another blue chew segue, but <laughs> what has happened to this show? Oh man, they pay the bills, dude. They pay the bills. Our super chats have been down. So, you know. Uh... Anakin's telling me don't sing super freak. Don't sing um, super freak. Yeah, I, I I won't. If I was if I was in a slightly upbeat mood, well, I would have. Hey, we got to finish this Bluetooth segue. You don't have to wait in line at the doctors. You don't have to wait in line at the pharmacy. <laughs> Your first shipment free when you use that code. Fightful. 
Hit them up at Blue Chew. Just say, hey, you know what? Sean Ross Sapp sent me. Even if you don't order it right away, all you got to do is pay $5 shipping. Get your first shipment free. I'm telling you guys, it's worth the shot. Their doctors work with you to find out what pers- or what uh, active ingredient you need. Check them out. BlueChew.com. Code Fightful. Oh, man. I was trying to get you back on track with the Blue Chew segue by saying upbeat. And then, you know, if you want to do something beat up Blue yeah, Chew, I, you know, I listen to me. Trying, trying to play off here, coming up with new moves like New Day. I and appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're moving right into that. New Day defeated the bar and Shinsuke Nakamura. It's cool to say that they defeated the bar. Uh, the bar looked really good together. Uh, New Day are in the ring doing their farewell. They go through their memories. This is very bittersweet, Jeremy. Yeah, I'm shocked. Xavier looked like he was about to cry um, after the match. I don't think he could hold it any longer. But before the match, he held in a little bit because he knew he had this match to do. Um, They've told these stories a bunch of times in interviews, but to hear them tell it on like WWE television and stuff, knowing that this will most likely be their last time together for a while it 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 hurt like i'm gonna miss these three together they 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 rock new day rocks there you go yeah um this uh this was sad this was sad man like they have been such a fixture for over six years and a lot of people talk about the greatest tag teams of all time but i mean there aren't a lot of tag teams that right in the middle of it had a world championship run as well. Like, and, and Hey, to be fair, there's three of them. There's three guys in the new day. They had more of an opportunity to do that, but just consistently entertaining, even the terrible stuff that they were given. (laughs) It's memorable because it's because they made it memorable. Um, I'm going to miss them as a team. But that eventual reunion, man, that eventual reunion, I think, might be even more emotional. I'm sitting here I, feeling like Randy and Elizabeth reuniting. <laughs> I, I'm already picturing it in my head. Big E wins the, the world championship at WrestleMania, and New Day have won the tag team championships, and they meet in the ring, and they all hug. Damn, man. That would be the reunion that I would book. Um I'm sure they'll do something at like Survivor Series, which is the one time of year that, you know, Raw and SmackDown go head to head for brand supremacy. And there'll be opportunities at the Royal Rumble as well. But I would I would hold that reunion off. Honestly, I would do the big in ring. Maybe you do backstage segments, but I would do the big in ring thing with Biggie winning the title. And then here come Xavier and Kofi. Yeah, like I'm torn between have them talk to each other and do something backstage at every pay-per-view and don't because it's not realistic if for us to think oh well they're not gonna hang out together also WWE made no sense of, of the draft by the way <laughs> we we said all it took was somebody coming up and saying hey Kofi how do you feel about about telling Adam Pierce uh that you wanted to be drafted uh separately of Big E like anything like that just I need some reason I need some reason uh, we got a great match here. Just really great stuff. Xavier Electric chair dropped Biggie on Cesaro. They did like this power bomb onto Xavier spot, and Xavier named the Uranagi backbreaker the Morning Woods, which is very <laughs> funny. 
<laughs> new Day busting out new offense to the very end. I I kind of first off, I love that they face Cesaro, Sheamus, and Nakamura. Cesaro has been such yeah. a staple in all of their feuds, um, and then of course they feuded with the Bar big time. That aside from the Usos, that's probably like their most famous feud. I would say so. It was great to see that the the bar were in the farewell match, and then Cesaro's new partner Nakamura in there. Uh, I felt bad because I I think like Woods probably spent the last year like coming up with like double team moves and stuff uh, while he was injured. Yeah. Hey, how can we get Big E involved with this stuff, and how can we get Kofi involved? And it's like we're just gonna take Big E away from you. Like, are we gonna see the morning Woods? anymore is no. kofi gonna be able to do the uranage spots <laughs> he's gonna get he's gonna do it once and and that's it because dominic's just... off that roster he can't do it to anybody else <laughs> he's oh i i did feel bad because i do think woods just he put a lot of time in these double team moves and then they're like uh eh, we're gonna take we're gonna take the power guy off your team for however long well this match was very very good the finishing sequence was awesome we saw shades of the bar with the white noise combo and then the big ending like and this was a different kind of big ending usually Big E just picks him up holds him there he did like i'm gonna tilt a whirl you and drop you straight down and that led into the finish the the uh, midnight ride or the midnight hour and good god like the rapid tags here were just so smooth you saw how good they are here and i mean we see it all the time but not as much lately for obvious reasons. It felt like we saw something special in this moment. Like this was like, I can't sit here and say, Oh, you didn't miss anything. If you missed SmackDown tonight, I feel like you did. If you missed this segment, even though there weren't stakes, it felt special, Jeremy. I mean, this was their first six man tag in over a year. Cause that's how long Xavier has been out for. And they haven't, yeah. Xavier's only tagged with Kofi. So yeah, it's been, it's been a year since all these guys have, have teamed together and they didn't miss a beat. I said it last week, Xavier looked great in his comeback. Doesn't look like he's missed a step at all. They, they work so smoothly together. They, they play off each other so well. And had the post moment where, you know, they're in the ring hugging. I think that's when Xavier like really kind of just lost. It. He just threw the title down. He said, screw this. Like, and that, that was emotional. That was emotional. Seeing those three guys just knowing like, we're not going to be able to do our gimmick together for who knows how long like we might be able to do it here and there but as far as on television uh consistently we don't know when we're going to be able to do it again and they they really they kind of broke down in that moment and i i kind of broke down with them because they they've been so entertaining these past six years they took a gimmick that sucked absolutely sucked when it first debuted and they turned it into I mean, one of the most popular acts, certainly in the last decade, and just the the great moments they have provided over over the past six years. I've said it many times. Like, I think Kofi winning the title last year is one of my favorite moments in the past decade. And then the Usos Hell in a Cell match, that is one of my favorite matches over the last decade. So thank you, New Day. Thank you for all the entertainment you've provided for the last six years. Uh, To kind of hammer home your point, their last match teaming together as a trio was uh, October 11th of last year, so a full year, and it was against the OC. Before that, they, they teamed together a month prior, and they beat Randy Orton in the Revival. That feud was just so good. Um, 
Yeah, this was emotional, man. And they are one of the greatest tag teams in the history of WWE, that longevity. And here's the thing. They're going to continue being a team. It just won't be with Big E. So that legacy is going to keep getting cemented. Wild Boy brings up an interesting question. Does this tag title ring count for Big E? Will they be going forward? Because Xavier in the past said when Big E and Kofi won, he's like, oh, I'm a champion too. But I think this is the differentiating point. Yeah, I don't think it does because even when Big E and Kofi were like the champions, didn't Xavier still like sometimes defend the title? Yes. Um, and so Big E's not going to be defending the title uh, in, in this iteration. So I don't think it's going to technically count as a Big E run. Though, I, I'm sure New though Day, Xavier, New Day, so. Xavier claimed being a champion even when he was injured, too. Oh, all right, well then, in that case, sure. This is a biggie run. We'll give it. They they just make up these rules. They make Sean, up the they rules. Traded titles. They traded titles on Monday. I mean, <laughs> it would be kind of funny that if one night, like during the December pay per view or something, where it's you know all the brands are together, Kofi gets taken out. Biggie slides right in. And he's like, "See, I, I am champion." That, Rafael, that would actually be great. Our guy Rafael Garcia says, save this date. Let's see where each member of New Day is in one year. Where do you think they'll be in one year, Jeremy? Back together in the 2021 draft. Yeah. That's, I mean, I think they'll have very highs. I hope Big E has his title reign. I think they'll have the highs. But, I mean, we kind of saw it with Kofi. Like, they'll have the highs, and then they'll just kind of slot them back where they want to slot them. So I, I think they'll end up back together in the draft next year. I would like to see by this time next year, Xavier Woods win a King of the Ring as well. Because that's like one of his yes. big goals. He wants to win King of the Ring. He's, he talks about that so much. Um, I, I want to see it. Like I want it for him. I really do. If anything, just to have him sarcastically play the obnoxious King role. <laughs> the King! <laughs> I would love it. I would love watch it. Watch the Uno. Watch the Uno. He's the Kang on on Uno. Delmar Abdi not, not, said, not much on Big Tony, but not much on Big Tony. Delmar Abdi says, all WWE needs to do is make teams on SmackDown. You could have the Prophets, Rudolph, Cesaro and Nakamura, the Mysterios, Kevin and Sammy, and have Rollins and AOP reunite. AOP got fired, buddy. Um, yeah, and so, I don't think Rollins and Sammy are getting together. Or, or Rollins Kevin and Sammy owns it. Yeah, owns you mean and Sammy Kevin and Sammy? They yeah. might. They've been buddying up. I mean, they're they're very they're friendly on social breaking, media. Breaking kayfabe, brother. Yeah, I mean, they're the type of team I could always see get back together. I wouldn't mind seeing Gable and Apollo team up either. I think they would be really good. Do something that Apollo is going to go from U.S. champion to just not being on these shows. Reminder, guys, donate a super chat, get your question or statement read on the air, but slap that thumbs up real quick. Music of Moonsault says, I tried convincing myself that even uh, if the show or if the howl was dumb, splitting up New Day wouldn't be that bad. I now think it's the worst thing to happen in wrestling. I don't think splitting them up is the worst thing that happened in wrestling. I think not explaining it is the worst thing. Yeah, they they just did it off of the draft and it didn't make any sense. And so it makes the, like that makes the split worse. If you do this in a logical way, then you don't, maybe you don't feel quite as bad. Like I would still be emotional about it, but you know, if you can do it in a logical way, like, all right, I get it. It kind of makes sense the way they did it. It's just, 
it didn't feel like there was any reason to do it except to do it, and that's what makes it worse. And let's be real. Me and you play NBA 2K. We do our fair share of illogical trades <laughs> to stack the deck. How dare you? All my trades make perfect sense. But, well, they do to us because <laughs> we make them. But within the context of that game, it makes sense. AI should not be able to make more sense of trades and stuff like that than WWE. They make their own rules. It'd be very, very easy to do it. Uh, I I saw William, or I think it was William or Joe on, on the distraction yesterday say, why couldn't have Big E got drafted to SmackDown and then they say, well, New Day was not with him in the pool. They could have set, not had New Day in the pool at all and then announced them as as Kofi and Xavier being back. And, oh, well, now they're in the pool when they showed up. They did that with Lars Sullivan. Lars yeah, Sullivan put, came back and he was in the pool. You put Big E in the Friday pool and then he gets drafted because technically Xavier and Kofi weren't back by then. And they came back on that Friday. They won the titles. And then on the Friday pool, you just say, hey, you're in the Monday pool. And then they get drafted to the other brand that day. Well, I think like, it would have worked if Big E got picked in the second round. And then New Day shows up. And then they have that match. And Stephanie goes, oh, by the way, since New Day are back, they're in the pool tonight. And Raw just took them. And it's like, whoa, wait a second. Like, they could have. Yeah. They could have, oh, there's so many ways. That, Jesus. that would require some type of foresight and planning. Uh, Delmar Abdi says, Raw has New Day, Hurt Business, Forgotten Sons, Miz and Morrison, Retribution, Keith Lee, and Matt Riddle, possibly. They've got the resources. They should use it. Uh, Forgotten Sons are not on Raw. They are not. They were not in the draft pool. But Retribution does have possibly two combinations. Riddle and Lee, that would make sense uh, if they threw them together because I don't see a singles thing for Riddle for a long time. Uh, Evan Wright says, Which suit gets dropped faster, Otis and Miz or Joey Ryan versus everyone? Otis and Miz. uh, Joey Ryan's going to make himself go broke, I think. Um, Colt Badeau says, That freak gave someone a slapjack. Oh, no. Podcast Wiz 2010 says it wasn't mentioned on air, but Keith Lee watched the main event on the screens. I liked this. They had a lot of people showing up in the Thunderdome. Ric Flair, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Birdie and Bree. To me, I don't know why they wouldn't do this. You can have these people submit two minutes of footage on their webcam and send it in and pretend like they give a shit about the show. Why wouldn't you do this? Yeah, this is what the NBA did all the yes. time. They're like, hey, look who's look who's here watching this game. And I'm sure they were live. And I'm sure they were live tonight. It's an easy thing. You throw them on screen for a second. You, you can promote it. You'd be like, hey, we've got actual, you know, actual stars are kind of watching this show. So they should do it more, but they probably won't. They just did it because it was the season premiere. And how dare you forget Goldberg was watching. Was he? Oh, well. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh Ron Patel says, I would have laughed if Chappelle came out to Lars Sullivan and dropped the Rick James line. Well, I, I don't think that's a good move. Lars has those girthy hands. They're the girthy. Lars Sullivan. Evan Wright says, uh, do a New Day reunion show on the network uh, before one of them clearly expresses, uh, expresses they're leaving and pay the guy leaving 500 bucks. Then he can appear on AEW. I think they're lifers in WWE. I, yeah. They've... They've got their podcast. I don't know why their podcast isn't on the network because they do it in video form. So why wouldn't you just put it on the network? 
Matthew Karen says, I hate WWE conditioning us fans into thinking Big E turns ruined the moment, but Xavier's Morning Woods has a Blue Chew ad written all over it. I like that this happened. When I spoke to Kazim Famuya Day last year, who was a writer in WWE and worked a lot with New Day, he just told me over and over again, mark my words, they will not turn on each other. They will not turn on each other. They do not want to turn on each other. I think at this point, they have the pull, and they are willing to put their foot down and say, no, we're not doing that. And I like it. I They've said it many, many times that they're not turning on each other, and I, I fully believe them. I know, like, like you said, we've kind of become conditioned to, okay, when's the turn coming? These guys ain't doing that. Like They've been together six years. They talk many times of how they saved each other's careers and stuff, and bless them for not doing that because friendships should last in wrestling. And, you know, I, I, sometimes when we review AEW, I'll get people that say, oh, why, why are you giving AEW a little bit of a longer leash? They have a better track record in the year or so. They haven't completely eroded my faith, so to speak. They've given me no reason to believe that they won't try to rectify bad situations. In the same sense, New Day, whether it be as people, as characters, or them talking about their own creative, have given me no reason to believe that they wouldn't stand up for something that they believe in for themselves. So I, I, they built goodwill with me in that sense. So, man, we spent a lot of time talking about New Day, but I think it's... I think it's worth it. I mean, it seems... I, I I don't get emotional a lot watching wrestling. I was feeling emotional over this. They're they're a great team. Queen Hannah says, They're a top merch seller, too. Turning them would be idiotic. Yeah. Uh, they... God, they're they're really good. <sighs> but I guess I'm gonna we... I'm going to miss New Day. Me I'm too. Gonna, I'm going to 100%. I will... I, I'm glad the podcast is continuing, at least yes. every Monday. You can listen to the podcast and hear some stories off of that, but I'm going to miss them as television acts. Well, I miss Daniel Bryan as a TV act. He's back. He's back. Uh, a real good trend tonight of wrestlers wearing human clothes when they came out. <laughs> Except Seth Rollins. Except he wore, Seth. Human, he wore human clothes that didn't fit him. Yes. Uh, Birdie and Bree are on the Thunderdome screen. He talks about the, the new draft picks, puts over Apollo Crews and Riot Squad. He goes out of his way to do this. Whether I mean, they had the graphics queued up, but he does this a lot. Uh, Daniel Bryan is interrupted by Seth Rollins. He's upset that, that Bryan didn't mention him, and Bryan says, I think the way that you think is dumb. And then Rollins attacks him, and Bryan fights back. Okay, cool. Uh, we got, unfortunately, during the wild card rule last year, they blew their wad on Rollins and Brian and did like an eight-minute match on TV. But other than that, we have not seen them have a singles match since the Shield days. So this is very fresh. Brian has been on SmackDown the last four years. Rollins has been on Raw the last four years. So we haven't seen that. This is a match that I'm interested in. But we got other business to tend to first, Jeremy. I don't remember this Brian Rollins match, and I would imagine that most people don't That's either. Why. So, yeah, they can I'm, they can do it again and act like first time ever on SmackDown. Sean, <laughs> right, I'm assuming that match is on Raw. So, first time oh, ever on SmackDown. You got to remember, the Shield was when the brand split didn't exist. So, yeah. I'm sure they did some Daniel Bryan, <laughs> Seth Rollins matches 
that they do it on Raw, then they do it on SmackDown too. Yeah, I, and, I'm sure they did too. All these dopes that hit me up and say, do you think they should end the brand split? No, I covered SmackDown every Friday. Useless on show. Fridays before that. It was worthless. You know how many Sheamus Dean Ambrose matches I watched? <laughs> Ugh. Well, absolutely useless show. Rollins hits the bricks, and apparently Brian does as well, but the Mysterios come to the ring, and then Murphy shows up and attacks Rollins. <laughs> and I, I, okay, they got me. Because I was like, oh, they're going to drop the split, too. And they're going to do another Dominic <laughs> versus <laughs> Murphy match. But instead, the Murphys wouldn't sh- or the Mysterios wouldn't shake Murphy's hand. <laughs> Could be the Murphys pretty soon if the yeah. uh, buddy has his way. <laughs> They're all one big happy family yeah. by Thanksgiving. Um, <laughs> oh, what'd you think about this? Uh, I'm glad that they just didn't drop the split. I hope this is just get Seth out of this and have him do something else with Brian. Let let Buddy Murphy do his little love angle with Aaliyah and Ray. And Dominic being protective father and brother type deal. Seth has done his damage. He's done what he's needed to do. Just move on from this whole thing, though. I'm I'm tired. This is the first week I've had to cover it. Usually I just watch Raw and it happens and I try my best to ignore it. But yes. I'm tired of this angle. It's been going on forever. So hopefully the Rollins and Brian stuff was the start of let's move Seth out of this. Queen Hannah says... Okay, but you ever seen uh, Seth outside? Those are his human clothes. He doesn't know how to dress. Dang. I saw Sean posted a picture of him in a hot dog suit, so yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know how this man dresses. I'm not a stalker like Queen Hannah, knowing all these things about the wrestlers. And again, JMT says, not sure what was more fire. Oh, actually, this is uh, for the, the next segment, but brutality says hey shawnee boy what do you think are the long-term plans for seth freaking rollins well i think he's going to go into a buddy murphy feud and then i think he's going to go into a daniel bryan feud and i think they should happen consecutively i don't think we need four seth rollins buddy murphy matches um i would probably have brian cost rollins that match and put murphy over why not but what do you think Seth Rollins is a messiah without any disciples right now, Sean. He needs a disciple. Chad Do you know who Seth freaking Rollins needs as a disciple? Chad Gable. The freak, Lars Sullivan, and they call themselves the freaking freaks. All right? (sighs) This is branding opportunity gold right here. Okay? Branding gold right here. No, I hate to tell you. WWE. I, I hate to tell you what their tag team name is going to be. Do nah, you know? No, don't say it. Don't no. Don't say it. No. Do you know move what? On, I, move on. You know what? I, next. Hey, what's the next segment we got to talk about? I'm going to save you from yourself here, Sean. Uh, no, it's not bad. <laughs> Do you know what Luke Gallows' original gimmick was in in Deep South Wrestling? No. Think think about Seth Rollins' gimmick right now on Raw and Lars Sullivan's. They'd be the freaking Deacon. That's what they are. No, freaking Freaks is better. Freaking Deacon. That's what we got. <laughs> Nerd Guru says, how hasn't there been a Daniel Bryan-Seth Rollins match on pay-per-view? That's insanity. Different brands. They haven't had the opportunity. 
Uh, Anakin JMT said, WWE asked on Fox if Cesaro was New, New Day's uh, greatest nemesis, and Cesaro responded, no, the draft is. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> and Nerd Guru says, the irony of Seth calling out Brian for leaving to have a kid. That was very funny. Yes. Yeah, and, Seth ain't, I mean, Seth might do that uh, in a couple of months, but for right now, he's he's got the bills to pay. Yeah, I mean, Becky's due in December, so to me, I'd go October, beginning of November, feud with Buddy Murphy. November, put over Daniel Bryan. Take your time off. Take your time off. Fernando Cruz says, SRS, do you think we get a Brains versus Bryan program in the near future? Yes, I do. I do, by the way. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Donate them if you want your question or statement read on the air. If you want uh, three, four questions answered, I do a Q&A show on FightfulSelect.com every week. You may have heard uh, NXT UK interested in Ben Carter. We broke that on FightfulSelect.com. We've got news on uh, Paul Heyman's role with creative or lack thereof. we got what wrestlers knew about the draft heading into it. Uh, we've got just tons of stuff. ROH planning a revamp. That NXT reject that Chris Jericho complained about leaking AEW info. We got info on that. Creative situations around Finn Balor. Uh, the NXT segments that were highly praised. News on MLW taping. News on RVD and Katie Forbes leaving Impact. Just a ton of stuff. We Right before Raw on uh, Monday, we talked about uh, the night's main event. We told you guys what, what that would be. And also a heated exchange at the GCW Collective. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Injection2K says, Jeremy, why would you put Rollins and Lars uh, teaming up in the universe? Now you know they're going to do it. I've put, look, I put a lot of things into the universe, and WWE steals most of them. On the, the distraction oh yesterday, I put Lana, Melina, and Eva Marie as a stable into the universe, all right? So, oh, plenty. You know they're going to do Zelina and Melina. Um, no, I like my stable better. Maybe they will do that, but my stable's still better. Joseph Farley says, The freaking freaks! They dress as Ned Flanders in their entrances <laughs> by Flanders metal band, Oakley Doakley. I like it, Jeremy. My God. Thank we... you. Thank you. Well, we I'm, sm- like Alexis, I'm like Alexis Rose, just coming up with branding opportunities here. SmackDown Tag Team Championship that gets DQ'd immediately. Like, I, why would Rude and Ziggler get a title shot? They had one on Monday. Uh, they get DQ'd, by the way. Yeah, I, I didn't care about this, this match, and then it ended into a DQ. So I guess this is the feud now. Cool. Zigzag Spinebuster. It's a good thing that they feuded now because they could not have done that on Raw at all. Uh, Montez hits a flying frog crossbody. But the zigzag spinebuster looks cool. That's the only note that I have. This was stupid. It's stupid. They're, they're not going to do anything with this tag division. They're not. the The biggest thing in this match was um, Street Profits didn't have blue cups. I think that's what everybody was waiting for. They waited yeah. for the blue cups and they kept them red. They got a lot of uh, red cups left over. So maybe, maybe they'll use the blue cups after they get rid of the red cups. Bianca Belair vignette, glad to see that. She's great. She should be a big star and needs to be featured on the goddamn show. She Do needs you listen to, to NF, Sean? Did you recognize that song? What's the song? Um, I don't know the name of the song. I just know the artist is NF. Yeah, I, is NF the one? Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. 
no opinions I, on him? No. Okay. <laughs> you asking me about him is the most thought I've given to him <laughs> outside of hearing him and thinking, okay. I, I see where I see uh, what you're trying to do with your flow there, NF. I see who you're imitating there, buddy. Like that I only fun. know I only know him because Eminem dissed him in a song. So. Well, yeah, probably because he stole his entire delivery and his flow. Like, why wouldn't he? I heard it and I was like, man, Eminem sounds younger now. So good. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that thinks that. Either way, Adam Pierce is the official for this contract signing. Sasha looks like such a star, Jeremy. She's bigger than the belt. She is. Uh, she comes out, and Bailey is there for the contract signing. She wants to get it over with because she knows that Sasha was just going to turn on her like she did. And Sasha, I thought, cut a really good promo. We have sitting on my bed saying, Sasha isn't great on the mic, but she is improving, and I can appreciate that. I thought this was fine. I mean, a lot of her stuff that they give her is not good, but I thought this was really good. She said that she brought Bailey to Raw. She was never going to turn on Bailey. I like that. Just she was a better person than Bailey, and that's how you can sympathize with her a little bit in this situation. Yeah, I'm glad that they did put some actual sympathy on Sasha because I, I said it a few weeks ago. Like, why am I? Why do I feel bad for her? She was a bitch to everybody for week, months, and then okay, so her friend turned on her. But there needs to be some development with her character and there was here that you got some sympathy on her i'd still like to see it a little more action she can say that she wasn't going to turn you know is that true or did just bailey yeah. just kind of beat her to the punch so i'd like to see a little bit more action behind it but this was a nice job by uh by both ladies yeah i i thought they both did really really great uh, matthew sandoval says besides sasha what other wwe talent would you like to see in the mandalorian Okay, I know a lot of you will think it's stupid. I legitimately want to see Mojo Rawley do some acting. Because he ain't getting used on the roster. I would like to see him try some acting. Because every time I've seen him do a promo, I'm like, alright. What they gave him was dog shit. And how he turned it around was pretty solid. Uh, any thoughts on who you'd like to see, Jeremy? Uh, if you want my thoughts on who I'd like to see, we review movies and sometimes TV shows and other stuff. Every Tuesday on the distraction Tuesday at 2 p.m. We're live now, pal. And we're, we're booking all kind of uh, sequels to, to movies and stuff. So yeah, if you want my thoughts, go, go watch that. My God, what a cheap plug. <laughs> uh, Anakin JMT said, just saw what's going on with Jeff Hawkins, dad, sending him good thoughts and prayers. Yes. Uh, we love you, Jeff. And by proxy, we love your dad, or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe that's, that's why we love Je uh, Jeff. Uh, I told him that I hope his dad gets well soon so he can kick uh, Jeff's ass. Definitely uh, keeping him in our thoughts. Jeff's a great dude, and uh, if if he ended up the way that he did, then his dad did a pretty good job and has to be a pretty good person. Kevin Langhoff said, "Did you did anyone notice no graphics for Bailey, but a lot of spotlight for Sasha and Bianca? I didn't notice the graphics thing at all. No, I I didn't notice so." I wouldn't read too much into that. Bailey ain't going nowhere. <laughs> we have reached the main event, guys. If you want to get your Super Chats in, go ahead and do that. WWE Universal Championship. Roman Reigns defeated Braun Strowman to retain the title. This was pretty good. Like I, I enjoyed it fine. First time we've seen a singles or a one-on-one -on -one match between these two in over two years. 
And uh, I, I loved the Roman Reigns Braun Strowman storyline. The one in 2017 was one of my favorite of the decade. I loved it. It was amazing. It got Braun Strowman over. That's when the double turn should have happened. Strowman should have been just what he was, and Reigns should have went heel then. That was a perfect time to do it. This match, yes. yeah, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I, I just I just agree. That should have been the double turn. But that feud is what got Braun to this level and made him into the, the star that, that he's become. Like when Roman came back at SummerSlam and said, like, I made you, like, that's pretty much what he was talking about. So uh, it was nice to, to see them battle again. I didn't think it made a ton of sense because Braun hadn't really done much, but it was a nice callback to the, the glory days of Braun Strowman before he turned into whatever he's been this past year. Anakin JMT brings up Jey Uso watching the match, and he said it just reminded me of Matt Hardy teaching the Young Bucks how to watch matches. That was exactly what came to my mind, too. <laughs> that was a great spot. That was a great spot. But this match was all right. Like, Reigns dominated early. Braun kicked out at one. Braun sent Reigns over the barricade. We came back from a commercial, and Braun did a terrible Yokosuka cutter. That used to be his finish, too. And it looked bad. I'm just sitting there thinking, leave it to Lashley, man. Just stop. I haven't seen him do that in forever, and that's the reason why. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. And you don't really see someone execute a move poorly on WWE TV much. They pretty much follow the Christopher Daniels method. He, he does stuff in minute three that he could also do in minute 30. And... I think we've probably seen one Christopher Daniels botch in 15 years as a result. But Reigns evaded a power slam after he hit a spear and then put Strowman to sleep with a guillotine choke. A, a damn good guillotine choke at that, too. Uh, we- I, I like any time they do different finishes on WWE. I love it. Absolutely love it. So I was a big fan of this finish. I, I thought the finish rocked. I was all for it. Uh, big baitless word, uh, bait and switch with uh, Goldberg. Good. I don't care about him. I don't want to see him. I don't give a shit about I, him. I did it. I do think way too many people read into that because when he said it, people were like, oh my God, what are they going to do? But if you if you read Fightful.com, you click that article. Uh, I did put in there that Jeff Jarrett said he was going to be in the Thunderdome as well. Yes. It was clear they were just putting people in the Thunderdome for stuff, That's- but. Everyone wanted to freak out because it was Goldberg. I don't see Queen Hannah going viral when she talks about being in the in the Thunder. Although Jesse the Buckeye did this week go viral because she, she was, was in, in the Thunderdome twice tonight. Yes, yeah, she was. She pulled twin magic. Yeah. But Jesse actually did go viral because she was in there with stock footage for or, or NXT and she took the selfie uh, with it. Oh man, Fightful contributors. Queen Hannah. Yes, indeed. That's a, why aren't other sites naming them as such? I, mm. I don't get it. Did you see what that? Okay, so I did a, a spot for this Twitch channel called Ven, uh, with, gosh, what's her name? Um, Aaron Simon, wonderful lady, and they had me talk about the WWE Twitch third party stuff, and then one of the articles they referred to was ringside news and i'm like what a rib (laughs) what a rib (laughs) jimmy even messaged me like how do you feel about that i'm like "Ah, what a rib (laughs) how can i be mad they knew no better uh but (laughs) jay uso comes out and rain spears braun again 
Reigns grabs a chair. He's wearing him out. And he stares down Jay. And he says that he loves Jay and Uso is embarrassing him and the family. He wants Jay to swing the chair. But Uso attacks Reigns and gets Superman punched instead. How'd you feel about this? One, it didn't do Braun any favors at all. Braun was... You just heard him moaning as... (laughs) Roman and Jay are doing a square off he was, here. Like, ah, he's borderline ah. Ric Flair. Oh, God! Oh, God! It sounded... It was very off-putting. I, did, I felt bad for this poor guy. Um, I loved I loved the segment with uh, Uso and Reigns. Uso turns his back, or uh, Reigns turns his back, wants Jay to hit him with the chair. Jay, like a man, not a coward... You know, when he turns around, he just punches him square in the face, hits him with the super kick, and then Roman, like a coward, waits until Jay is being held back to hit him with the Superman punch. So a lot of layers, a lot of layers yes. there on that segment. Uh, I thought I thought this was fantastic. And Jay screaming like, I do love you, I still love you, all this stuff. It was good, good shit. Yeah. Uh, Justin Lopez says that low blow kickout spot is a genius one. I love it. it- yeah. How can you how can you prove guilt? I mean, like maybe like after two or three times, you have the ref go up and say, before the match, I know what you're doing. Don't do it. But WWE doesn't like to give their their wrestlers it's, character or the yeah, ref's it's, character. It's a natural body movement, Sean Rossap. That's the Draymond Green excuse. Natural yes. body movement when he's kicking out, it just happens a low blow. What do you what are you supposed to do about that? Colt Bedeau says, which family member would you put into the Roman feud? Could WWE get Tama Tonga involved? No, they couldn't, and he ain't in their family, by the way. Um, uh, But, so here's the thing. If WWE hit up MLW and said, let us use Jacob Fatu, we'll mention where he's from, it's hard for me to believe that MLW wouldn't do that. Uh, Manu still wrestles. I would have him come in legitimately for one SmackDown. One SmackDown and get crushed by Roman. I would have a lot of members of the family, any of them that can work, do something. Just I don't do know. Something. I don't. I don't know if Rikishi can still work. I would be shocked if he is not involved in a segment at some point. Yeah, I, I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Uh, Rikishi worked a match last year. It was a six-man tag. Uh, it was about eighteen months ago. Before that, I mean, he worked like five, six matches a year here and there. I mean, it, I don't, it, I don't know if I'd want him to work, but just bring him in and you know, something. be like, you know, I was the head of the table, I was the the big breadwinner in WWE, one of the top guy, hell in a cell, main event, and all this stuff, and just be like, I know what it's like to be in this position. Do something like that, just a segment involving Rikishi. Yeah, yeah, uh, Sean Maluda. I mean, he's he's been on. Uh, AEW uh, a couple times and Cyclops is better than Wolverine says Jay looks more like a star than Braun and I love it uh, I mean I like that Jay Uso looks like a star I don't look like that Braun Strowman doesn't Braun Strowman should be gigantic right now he, he really should that title reign just did oh. did 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 not do him any favors Queen Handa says Thunderdome goats me Jesse Goldberg birdie she says, I hope at least one of me is used in the NXT mini dome. I rather like the NXT cap, uh, like the Capitol Center. Yeah. And Anakin JMT said, not sure what is more fire, Sasha's outfit or sick burns on Bailey digging into their history. Oh, it's the outfit. It's the <laughs> outfit. We're not going to undersell the outfit. The outfit was amazing. Jeremy, 
you did a, an amazing one hour, 45 minute podcast this week. Uh, yeah. William Washington from RBR wrestling. We great joined us. Yes. He's awesome. He he's, he's like professional and he comes on our show. Yes. And we're not as professional. Um, I will we, have him on a post show sometime, hopefully in the near future. He doesn't should. know that yet, but I will have him on a post show very soon. <laughs> Uh, but he was great. We, we talked about the WWE draft. We ran down, uh, AEW free agent signings. I buried Ricky Starks. We talked about WCW Halloween havoc, 1995, the death of the giant, the resurrection of the giant, the Yeti, Sean Ross up the Yeti in that match. Um, so yeah, that was a, it was a great show on, on Thursday. Check it out. It's on com slash YouTube or just com. And we're reviewing movies every Tuesday, live 2 p.m. Tuesday afternoon, Joseph and I are, are doing movie reviews. This week we're reviewing, um, technically next week, next week we're reviewing Scooby-Doo and the Mystery Demon Car. I think that's what it's called. I still have a sealed version of like 12 Rounds 3 or something. I don't know. The one with Orton in it. I don't know. They that's the one. We reviewed that one. We reviewed okay. 12 Rounds 2. Well, guys, I've got lots of interviews up on the site. Exclusives all the time at FightfulSelect.com. But hey, Check out our Wednesday shows. They haven't been getting as much love lately. Listing your boy every Wednesday afternoon. Then at Wednesday night, right after AEW and NXT, go over there, hang out with Warren, hang out with Robert, who people have been loving on that po- on that Wednesday post show. And Alex Palowski is over there as well. We got shows every single day for you. Drop those super chats. Drop those thumbs ups. How about some subscribes? Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.